We're continuing into Mineration Nun Base, and we are up to Sif Hay. So Sif Hay is really a continuation of Sif Aleph. Sif Aleph spoke about different types of malacha you're allowed to start on Erev Shabbos, knowing full well they're going to continue on Shabbos itself. And then Sif Base, Gimel, and Dalid got into discussions of giving malacha to non-Jews, and if it's a malacha for Semis, and if you did Ketzitza beforehand, but then you see them doing it on Shabbos, you have to make a macha. But Sifhei gets back into the issue of starting a malacha on Arab Shabbos and having the malacha continue on Shabbos. Says the Machaber, Mutter liftalach mayim legina. It's mutter to open up the water before Shabbos, so it should flow and irrigate the garden. Veheim nimshachim v'halchim machal Shabbos, knowing that it's going to continue the irrigation throughout Shabbos. And it's also mutter to put an ointment, that's a psalm, some kind of medicinal cream that was placed on the eye. Ava, it's actually a thick cream, al ha'ayin. Even though it's also to put that on on Shabbos, it would be mutter to do so before Shabbos and leave it there on Shabbos. But law says, mugmar tachas You'd also be allowed to place incense underneath clothing. And the clothing would be receiving that aroma the entire Shabbos. And even if the mugmar, the incense, was placed in a kli, because even though, according to Beishama, you could argue it's a violation of Shvisas Kalim, the, the, the mugmar is burning in the kli, but we pass in that ain't not a mitzvah shvisas kelim. Velase saorim begigis lishrosan. You could also place saorim or barley in a in a barrel to allow them to soak, and when they would soak, they would begin to sprout. So you could put them in erev Shabbos, even though they're eventually going to sprout. V'toanin v'karos beis habad v'hagat mivod yom al zeisim v'navim, and you'd be allowed to place the heavy beams of the, the wine press or the olive press onto the olives and grapes before Shabbos begins. And interestingly enough, the, the wine that comes out or the shemen that comes out would be mutter to consume on Shabbos. Now, usually we're going to learn in Shin Chav, the halachas of Schito, that besides the Isser of Schito itself, you're not allowed to squeeze fruit on Shabbos, and the Isser de Raisa by Schito is by Zezim Venavim, and then we have an Isser de Rabbanan by Sharperos. But there's also an Isser de Rabbanan, that if the, if the juice comes out by itself, you still can't drink that juice, because we're concerned if you drink a little bit of the, uh, the grape juice coming out of the grape, or a little bit of the Shabbon coming out of the olive, you might come to squeeze it. However, in this case, you're allowed to put the heavy beams on top of the Zezim Venavim, and even the moisture that comes out, you'd be allowed to consume, and we'll see why that's true in the Mishnah Buru. V'chein boser melilo shiraska mivodyom. And the same thing is true regarding boser, unripened grapes, or melilos, those are stalks of wheat, that they were crushed before Shabbos began. Mutarin ha'mashkin ha'yotzimehen, the moisture that comes out, it was actually used for some kind of dip. You would dip your meat or your bread into the uh, the juice that comes from the boser melilos, you could use that juice on Shabbos. You're also allowed to place the wheat into a water mill right before dark, even though it's going to continue doing the, the grinding on Shabbos. 
So the Mechaber gives many of these examples. Again, to give a quick recap, the first example was you're allowed to open up the water uh, and it will continue irrigating on Shabbos. The second example was you're allowed to place an ointment on your eye before Shabbos and it will stay there during Shabbos. The third case was putting the incense under the clothing to add the aroma, even though it's inside of a kli. The fourth case was putting barley into a barrel in order so it should eventually sprout. Case number five is you're allowed to put the heavy beams onto the grapes or the olives, and even the, the little juice that comes out is mutter. And then case number six, the boser, the unripened grapes, or the stalks of wheat, you're allowed to press them before Shabbos, and again, the moisture that comes out is okay to consume. And last, we had this din of you're allowed to put wheat into a water mill right before Shabbos, uh, although it's going to continue on Shabbos. Comes along the Ramah. The Mechaber Shita that says you're allowed to place the Chitim into the Rechaim Shamayim, that, that Shita is assuming, or that holds, that we're not concerned. People are going to hear the mill working and it's grinding and it's making noise, and people are going to say, oh my gosh, I can't believe that Yanki has his, his thing working and must be doing Malacha. We're not concerned for that. No one's going to assume it. V'yesh Osirin Berechaim, however, others argue on this Shita and they say, in contrast to the other examples, that last example of putting the wheat into the water mill is Aser. And the truth is, this is a broader issue. Anytime there's Hashmas Kol, you could hear the noise of Malacha, it would be Aser as well. And this says the Ramaz, how we're knowing L'Chadchila. Mihu, however. If there's a hefsid, you could be mekel, like we've explained earlier on in Reish Mem Dalad. He's referring to Reish Mem Dalad Sit Vav. That again was the case of the, the meches hiring out someone to collect the taxes that you were able to purchase from the government. And we said, although there's a problem of marasayin, the makam hefsid, you're allowed to be leaning with marasayin. In general, marasayin is a lower level. Uh, Isser, it has less severity. So though the Ramah says, the Chadchila, we should avoid anything with Hashmas kol because there's a problem with Marasayin, the Makam has to be Mekel. And the Ramah concludes, Mutter lahamid kli mishkolo shekorin zayger, the Arab Shabbos. You're allowed to set a clock or a watch from before Shabbos. Apple pisha mashmiya kol lahodiyah hashos b'Shabbos, even though it's going to make a sound to tell you every hour. Because everybody knows, you didn't set up the clock today. The, the derech is, you set it up beforehand. You did so before Shabbos. So even though it's Hashemah's kol, that example, the zyger of the watch of the clock, would be permissible. Let's take a look here at the Mishnah Bura Sifkatin Lamed Hay. Leaf Toach. The case is you're, you're um, taking water, you're opening up the water right before Shabbos comes in from the edge of the, the spring in order so it should go and irrigate the, the garden. Uh, the question comes up with a sprinkler system. If you're allowed to do this right before Shabbos, would you also be allowed to set up your sprinklers that, let's say they go off every other day, 
And uh, they're, they're set to go off on Shabbos as well. Is that a problem? Based on this Mechaber, the answer is likely no. There's no Isser involved. I'm allowed to set a Malacha beforehand. If it's true in this case where it's a direct continuation of my action, it's for sure true in the case of the timer. Uh, however, 30, 40 years ago, when the automatic sprinkler system might have been more of a novelty, so then you have the potential issue of Marasayan. People are going to think perhaps you, you turned on the water on Shabbos. Nowadays, anytime you see sprinklers going on, the assumption is it's automatic, it's part of a system, there's a timer, and therefore I think it's clear, there would be no Isser Marasayan. There still might be this different concern of Hashmas Kol. We're going to learn about the, the Zilzal of Shabbos. It's not, it's not the best thing, it's not the most appropriate thing. So if you have your sprinklers every other day, try to set it up that they're going off Friday and, and Sunday to avoid them going off on Shabbos, but there would be no official Isser. Mishabruah continues, Lamed Vav. Ulhaniach, you're allowed to place ointment on your eye beforehand. Even though it's going to be placed there on Shabbos, well, it'll remain there on Shabbos. And it'll continue uh, healing its mutter. It's also mutter at that point to put a tachboshes is a, some kind of bandage on the on the wound. Kilur ova. Why does it speak about a thick ointment? The kilur rach if it was more of a liquidy, creamy substance, So then even on Shabbos itself would be mother to put it on. Like we'll see later on in Shin Chav Chayasif Chav Aleph, Ayin Shom. See, the case is, when we're talking about some kind of medicinal ointment that you're placing on your eye before Shabbos, if you were to do so on Shabbos, there are two potential problems. Number one is Rufua. We'll learn in Shin Chav Chas, there's a gezeira that we're not allowed to do things mishum refua because it might come to grinding. Um, that's one potential iser. Obviously, the exception is if it's sakanas nefashos, or even if it's not a sakanas nefashos, but it's a cholishein bo sakana, but it's nichlash kol gufo. If it's something that really takes away functionality, then there's no gezeira of refua. But in general, there is. And then the second issue is mimareach, smoothing something out. If it's a, it's a semi-solid, it could either be a dinder abundant or it could potentially be a dinder isa. So if it's a, a liquidy type of thing where there's no issue of refua because he explains over there in Shin Chavchaz that it doesn't look at all that you're doing it for refua, it could just be you're washing out your eye. It's, it's a normal thing to do. It's not nicker that it's refua. And there's no issue of mimareach, that would be perfectly uh, mutter. So the chiddush here is even if it's a keeler of which on Shabbos itself would be Osir. Now, placing it on the eye itself is not intrinsically Osir, even though it's thick. It's only Osir if you do a Maisa Meruach. We're going to learn in Shinya Dalad that the Isser Memereach of smoothing something is only if you actually move your hand around in a smoothing way. And that's why Halacha Lemaisa, when it comes to putting cream on a, on a diaper rash, if, uh, if the best kind of cream you have is something that's not liquidy, uh, so you can't smooth it around with your hand, but to dab it on would be permissible. And Shabbos itself, you can't put it on because you might do mimareach. But putting it on beforehand would be permissible. To place the incense. 
you would burn these besamim from before Shabbos, and that would give the clothing a pleasant aroma. The point here is that doing something like this in Shabbos would be usher, to spray perfume or cologne onto clothing, or to have any kind of incense where you're trying to get the aroma into the clothing is an iser of uh, molid reach. There are three examples in Shas of the iser of molid when you're creating something new. Rashi says the uh, the iser there abundant of molid is that it's not really a malacha, but it's it's domel of malacha. It's it's such a new creation. It's too similar to malacha to be okay. So one is this case of molid reach. Case number two is the Gemara that speaks about the Isser of, of Risuk Shalig, of crushing ice into water. That's a, you're doing molid, you're creating the water anew. And the third example is lighting a fire on Yontif. The Gemara says that it's not an Isser de Raisa, it's the Pasuk of Losavar Eish Bechol Shabos, that's limited to Shabbos. But there's an Isser de Rabbanon of lighting a fire on Yontif, which is molid Eish. You're creating a fire. Those are the three examples in Shas where you find this Isser of Molid. However, doing it before Shabbos, that's Mutter. Mem, the Filu Mugmar. The Koshikeja, Mugmar Munach, the Aretz, the Shari. So the Machaber told us, even if it's in a Kli, and for sure if it's on the ground. Mem, Aleph, Lishrosan. So the case was you're putting barley in the barrel to soak it. The Vishabbos Osir, to put the barley in the water in Shabbos is a problem. Like we'll learn later on in Shin Lam Dvav, Sif Yid Aleph, where it says, because you have the barley in the water and it's going to sprout, that would be an Isser of Zoreya, of, of planting, of sowing. Right? That's why if you take the, the seed of an avocado and you put that into water, eventually it sprouts. So uh, therefore you could not put that into the water on Shabbos, but the do so before Shabbos would be permissible. Sifkat and Membeis, Vitoanin. So the next case was having these big um, pieces of wood, the koros that you're placing onto the zeisim of an oven before Shabbos, uh, continuing to press them, or it's continuing by itself on Shabbos, that's mutter. Even if they weren't thoroughly pressed beforehand, it's still mutter to place the, the beams on top of them. Because you're starting the action before sunset, like we mentioned before. However, regarding this heter of taking from the, the shaman or yayin that comes from the zeisim v'navin, that's only mutter if you do the te'ina, you put the koros on, Many hours before the onset of Shabbos, because then they really they have enough time to get smushed down through the Tina Sakura. And therefore, since they're already so smushed, if you were to squeeze them, you would not be in violation of the Deraisa. And therefore, the moisture that comes out of them is mutter to eat. Because there's no reason to make a gezerah here based on schita. So in general, if you have some moisture coming out of a grape or an olive and Shabbos, there we have a gezerah. Don't drink that, because you might come to do schita, and that's an isa In this case, if they've already been pressed down for hours before Shabbos, so then it's okay to drink the moisture, because worst comes to worst, you forget a Shabbos and you squeeze them, you're not over deraisa, because they're already so, so smushed. But if you put the boards on right before shkia, 
that they're not smushed down yet through the beams. That indeed that gezerah would apply, and you cannot drink the shemen or the yayin that comes from the mezayim and ovim. Sifka the mem gimel, v'hashemen v'yayin hayotze, perush, av mashiyotze b'shabbos. Even that which comes out on Shabbos itself is mutter to to drink. And we don't apply this gezeira that we generally do, where we say you can't drink any of the shemen or yayin that comes out of zeisim v'novim, like we'll see later on Shinchov. Because there, if you forget and you actually squeeze it, you're in violation of an Isser deraisa. So hence we made a gezeira, even if the juice comes out by itself. They've already been pressed through the, the boards, the beams. And uh, the, the, the stuff is coming out by itself. It just if you happen to squeeze it, uh, more juice will come out faster. But that iser would be only Therefore, if it comes out by itself on Shabbos, it is totally mutter. That's the same rationale for the, the unripe grapes or the stalks of wheat. Once they're pressed, you're allowed to, to drink that moisture that comes out. You should not be makel in, uh, in using that, the moisture that comes from Boser and Melilos, unless you also did a, a, a further level of really grinding them, smushing them down. The dicha hu yoser me risuk. The dicha is more intense than the risuk. Okay, sifkatan mem dal, vechein Boser. What are Boser? Anavim shavit chilosan kishain dakin motzimehen mashkelotavil bo Boser. And they're ripe, they're unripened grapes. And that when they're still fragile, there's a moisture that comes out of them that's good for dipping meat. Because it's very strong and it's it's very close to the vinegar taste. You have stalks of wheat that are not fully ripe. So then you could you could um, squeeze them and place stones on top of them. Obviously, before Shabbos, umashkes of mehen, and then the liquid that comes out, metablabo. You could use that to dip your your bread or your meat inside of that on Shabbos. Membav, loses chitim. The next case was placing chitim into the the water mill. The low shel behema. However, the heter here is only when it's rechayim shamayim, but it can't be rechayim that's um, controlled by an animal. The other mitzvah shvisas behemto, because although there's a machlokus beisham and beishil regarding shvisas kelim, everyone agrees, like we saw in Reish Memvav, that there's an issur deraisa of shvisas behemto. We can't have our animals doing malacha for us on Shabbos. Sifkat and memches v'chol makom. So the Ramah said, even the mechaber was mekel, and he paskins that as long as you put the wheat into the the water mill right before Shabbos, that's mutter. Others argue, says the Ramah, yesh osrin. Or in any case where there's a problem of hashmas kol, so kolol beze kol kiyotze beze hamashmia kol. The Ramaz including any other type of malacha that makes a sound. Da'av shemilsa, where it's done in mass scale, 
Ve'ika zilusa l'shabsa, and there's a zilzil, there's a disgrace to Shabbos. Kamoshikasa b'darchei Moshe. Mime rechaim shani Yehudi b'vaday shari lasles l'sochem v'odyom. If the rechaim belonged to a non-Jew, then it would for sure be mutter to place the wheat in it right before Shabbos. V'hu adin im hischiru le'en Yehudi, the same thing is true if you rent it out to a non-Jew. If the Yisrael gave the wheat to the non-Jew with the time before Shabbos comes in, and then even if the non-Jew decides to do the grinding on Shabbos, as long as there is kitzitzah, as long as you're paying for the job, like we spoke about in the previous sifim, uh, that's fine. The one thing you have to keep in mind is you shouldn't stand there while he's doing it, because it looks like he's doing it on your behalf, like we're going to see later on in Shinzain, and we also mentioned this concern back in Reish Mem Dalit. And there's a different issue as well, which was mentioned in Reish Mem Dalit. If you're standing right there, and you're talking about the business or what the Malachi is doing, that could be a violation of Mim Tzuchaf of pursuing your mundane activities on Shabbos. However, you're allowed to stay there to make sure that none of the wheat becomes chametz. And also you're allowed to appoint a guard to make sure the non-Jew doesn't steal anything. As long as they don't speak about any part of the business, like we mentioned earlier, However, there must as even though I paskin that one should be machmir, and, uh, and not to not to put the wheat into the rechaim shel mayim because it's hashmos kol and there's noise and it's zilusa the shabbos. However, Malcolm say that you can be mekel. Says the Mishnah Bura, Hatam the oz yachalis mochadei rishonu shemakelis litimodiyam. Then Malcolm has said you can rely on the first sheet and the sheet of the mechaber of the shabbos aser litanefilu al yedei nihudi. But on Shabbos itself, you cannot put wheat into this Rechaim Shalmayim, even through a non-Jew, even if he's your employee. So here this is a very interesting point the Mishnah Brewer is making, which it seems somewhat obvious, but he has to point this out. On Shabbos itself, it is also to put the wheat into the mill. Why in the world would I think it's mutter? And if it's also, of course it's also to have a non-Jew do it for me. That's classic Amir Lakum. What's happening here, and we're going to see this hopefully tomorrow more in the Be'er Lacha, is that there's a very fundamental machlokus between the Magan of Rom and other Achronim. The question is, when you put the wheat into the Rechaim Shalmayim on Shabbos, is that an Iser Deraisa? Are you doing a Maisa of Tochen? You're doing an action of grinding? Or do we say it's Grama? It's not being ground right here and now. It's going through the process, and eventually it's going to be ground up. So if it's grama, it's asur midirabanin, but at least there you could argue that tzarech mitzvah, shvus de shvus, I, I, I could be a, allowed to have my nanju do it for me. And that would be the position of the Mogan of Ram. Here the Mishnah Brewer is paskating keneged the Mogan of Ram, like the other Achronim, that putting it into the Rechaim Shalmayim, even though it will take a while for that to, to be ground up, that's considered your ma'isa, that is the malach of tochein, that's a deraisa, and therefore you can't even have a non-Jew do it for you. So we're going to explore this more tomorrow in the Birlach, a very fundamental machlokas that has many ramifications, halacha l'maysa. 
Right, if you look earlier in Rashi Gimel, we saw the Eitzah that you couldn't make a Shtar Mechira to the non-Jew and sell it to him for Shabbos use. Sifkat the Nun, we'll end with this for now. Kol Yodim, we said when it comes to the Zeger, the clock, even though it's also a Shmaz Kol, everyone knows that it was set beforehand. No one will be choshed you that you set it up on Shabbos. It's clear from the Ramah that setting it up is a violation on Shabbos. And even telling a non-Jew to do it for you is Aser, even though it's L'Shei Mitzvah. I don't want to oversleep. I want to know what time Kriyashma and Tefillah is. And that also requires thought. That's not so simple. Because it could be setting up that clock would be a violation of an Isser Deraisa. What is a Deraisa would it be? So likely it would be a violation of Tikkun Mono, of Makabah Patish, one of the third Malachos. We'll see more about this. Mitzvah Shevin Simon Shinlam Ben Chas, the Sharat Sion there, and Sifkalim Gitas will quote from the Chayodim that, that getting a watch set up is an Isser Deraisa perhaps, and therefore even through a non Jew. There would there would not be a heter. Concludes the the mission in Baru. Ayin lekaman semenshin lamechas mission in Baru ma'ashe nichtav bezeh where he speaks about this issue of setting up a watch, and we'll continue tomorrow taking a look at that bir lacha where he explores the machlokus the magen of Ram and other achronim, which is a very fundamental machlokus in the the sugi of grama, and we'll try to make some applications with that and also make some applications regarding the issues of hashmas kol. When uh, am I not allowed to set something up before Shabbos because it's going to make noise on Shabbos? And we'll continue tomorrow.